Matthew 13, very familiar, and this is just so rich, and we've been through it so many times, and we'll probably be through it a whole lot more times if the Lord tarries. So, But I want to look at this from maybe a little bit of a different view this evening. Matthew 13. Appreciate my brothers and sisters. Appreciate your faithfulness. Appreciate all you do to be a blessing and a help. God bless you for it. Amen. Hallelujah. God is working. If you've been in this for a long time and you're just starting out, God's working. Get in. Put your heart into it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank God so many years ago as testimonies were given about just really dedicating our lives to God, my wife and I, and God just bringing that together. I did hear what Anna said about being a baby when that was happening. That did sting a little bit. Wounded in the house of my friends is what the word says. Amen. But but I'll be all right. I'll be strong. Hallelujah. Matthew 13. If you have it, say amen. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of your word. And thank you just for everything, the richness of the testimonies. It's for your glory. It's because of you and you alone, Lord, that we have anything. You are the giver of every good gift, and we thank you for it. God, bless your word now to our hearts and lives. God, speak to us, and Lord, strengthen and encourage somebody here tonight. Draw us unto you. We love you. We thank you, God. We ask it all in your great name, the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. Matthew 13, verse 3, and he spake many things unto them in parables saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. When he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground." Thank God for some folks that got some good ground tonight. Brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk tonight about this parable that we have. Uh, There's really a warning in this, but I, and I'm not saying God might not warn somebody here tonight, but I do feel like. There's some people here today that, that are, are living a, a life for God and, and rooted and grounded in this. And, and I want to kind of take the thought here tonight about a view from the good ground. Because this is how God is working. God is showing us in this parable, He's teaching about His kingdom. Teaching about how, not, not, not heaven per se of that place that is prepared for us, that where He is there, we are going to be also. But how He as His King, as the King of, uh, of our King, will work and move in this hour. Amen. And how we as His servants, we as His people, how He will work in us and through us. Amen. How He's describing, if you will, very symbolically, very in an illustrative way, he's describing how people go from being lost to being children of God. And the process of that, but not just the process of that, but also the things that get in the way. The things that are snares, the things that are uh, uh, traps, if you will, of the enemy. Things that will 
the obstacles that get in our way and hinder us from the final product. See, hear me now. There's a lot of times I think uh, we, we get this idea that my life is my own. I just want to do whatever it takes to, to not be lost. I, I, don't wanna, I, I certainly don't want to ever end up in a place like hell. So God, just tell me what I need to pray. Tell me what I need to say or do. And then God, just uh, you know, let me go so I know that in that last day I'll be all right. But see, God's got to work in you. Amen. God's got something that He's prepared in you to see you get from being lost, not only get into His kingdom, but grow up into a productive member of the family. Amen. To grow up and be somebody who glorifies Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for, uh, for, uh, for the babies. Thank God for the young children. Praise God. But you know what? There's, there's a goal that to be a part of that household that you might come into a place where you don't just take, but you give. Amen? You don't just receive, but you're a blessing now. And God's got a plan for everybody in the kingdom of God. Amen. God's got a plan to help you get to, to that place of, of maturity. That you oughtn't always just be worried about falling away. You oughtn't always be scared of the devil. Amen. I'm telling you, the devil ought to be scared of you. Hallelujah. You ought to be storming his gates. You ought to learn how to start pressing in and, and, and taking what he's trying to steal. Amen. To be a child of God doesn't mean I'm trying to live as close to being a baby. As close to being a sinner. Amen. There just becomes a time where it's just not, doesn't make any sense to talk like you used to talk. To live like you used to. It ought to be the farthest thing from you to get in the same conversations that are carnal and worldly and sinful. Amen. That's not you. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. But I feel like sometimes, and, and I, I, I feel like the, the blame, if you must, goes, goes squarely on the pulpits of the teaching, of just kind of getting you to say a prayer, make a decision, and then that's great. You're a child of God. End of story. You're as saved as you can be. This book is full of ways that we grow up in God, that we are sanctified in Him. That we become, we start start seeing a process that works in us with a goal in mind. But the enemy is trying to keep you from that. The enemy tries to hinder you. Tries to, and Jesus is explaining that. Jesus is showing us that, that there, is a, there is a goal in mind that when he plants the word into your hearts. Amen. That he's got a goal that you produce fruit one day. Not only just spring up, not only just make a change, but now you are being productive for the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I feel like I want somebody, I want to let you know at the beginning of this message that, that sometimes when you're doing just that, when that's just your goal, you want to see, see God's kingdom grow. You want to, see, you want to be a part of that. You're not just a spectator. You're not just watching this happen. But you want to bless. You want to be a laborer for the kingdom of God. It can get very disappointing. When you're bringing forth fruit, you're excited about what God is doing. Sometimes you can, you can get discouraged because there's a lot of seed that has been planted that isn't getting the whole way to the finish line. Amen.
Sometimes good ground needs not only to understand those challenges, but need to understand that sometimes it can be very disappointing, even discouraging, watching all the seed that's planted, all the labor that's being done, and not all of it gets to where it's bringing forth fruit. But you hold on, keep on, keep on growing in God. God's going to work. We have a great responsibility. But remember, the results aren't in our hands. Amen. We, you have a responsibility to do your part. But the results are in God's hands. Romans, the 10th chapter, if you keep your finger there, if you didn't lose it already in Matthew 13. But Romans 10 kind of takes that truth of how God's kingdom starts and, and is working. It's, it's very simple. But, uh, but sadly, it's uh, not understood by a lot of folks. You know, the Bible says that Romans 10:14 How shall then they call upon him in whom they have not believed? You got to believe before you call on him. Amen. Something's got to be taken place inside of you to be able to say, "God, I need you to save me." Well, praise God. I know there's a lot of different ideas, a lot of things might be a lot more maybe uh popular in so-called Christian church circles, but the Bible says let me say it this way. Jesus said, you must be born again. Amen. Born of the water and of the Spirit. That's just what Jesus said. Amen. That's not a church tradition. Amen. That same chapter, we talked about it here a little while ago, that same chapter that says that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Amen. That whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's there, and we love that. That's God's Word. That's what Jesus said. But He was telling Nicodemus, hey, you must be born again. Amen. You've got to be born of the water. You've got to be born of the Spirit. Amen. That's what Jesus said. Hallelujah. So we turn away from sin, we turn to Jesus. When we call on Him, we say, I'm tired of being sorry. And we turn and say, Jesus, I I need you. He saves. He delivers. But we turn to Him believing that my life is lost without Him. I'm not going to continue on that path. I'm going to turn around and turn to Him. Amen. Repentance is a change of heart. It's a change of mind. It's a change of direction. Amen. Peter told him. Peter walked with Jesus. He saw. He talked to the resurrected Savior. Amen. He walked with him. Praise God. He was called back. He just after he was disappointed. He didn't understand why Jesus died on the cross, even though Jesus told him, "Amen." They're going to take me. They're going to. They're going to take the Son of Man. They're going to do it. Amen. He said, I don't understand all this. He went back to what was familiar with him. Went back to the to the fishing hole, and then Jesus came and said, "Come on, I got a plan for you." Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost after the Holy Ghost was poured out upon him. Said, hey, men and brethren, you need to repent of your sins. Amen. You need to turn away from them, turn to God, be buried with him, be baptized with him in the, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins. That's what he said. Amen. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This promise is for you. It's for your children. It's for all that are far off. Amen. But you know what to believe? You gotta call on whom you believe. You gotta, says, how can they believe on him whom they not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? That's the sower of the seed. Amen. That's why it's so important. You're praying for me. You're praying for the ministry. Amen. Because this, there's no time to play games. This is God's kingdom. It's gotta be His seed. Amen. I don't come up here with a lot of fancy ideas, a lot of cool stories. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. It's got to be the Word of God. That's where the life is. That's where the seed is. If you're done, if we get done here and you say, wow, he's a good uh, orator. Wow, he really kept my attention. Wow, that was really funny. Or that was really, he seems like he's a really smart guy. There's no life in any of that. But the Word has life in it. When the Word gets down into your heart, it will produce. Amen. Praise God. You got a lot of, hey, can I say it this way? We got a lot of junk from the world in our hearts and minds. But the Word comes, it's the truth, and it's planted in your life. That's why we get excited when somebody says, hey, this, my, my family member said they want to read the Word of God. Because there's life in that. How shall they preach except they be sent? Thank God. It's a, it's a God-called, God-sent ministry. Amen. And it says, as is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. You know, there's people going to church all their lives. They never heard about obeying the gospel. But if you believe it, you're going to follow it. If you got faith in it, you're going to do it. Bible doesn't just talk about believing the gospel. Oh, I believe in it. Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you turned away from your sins in faith? Have you turned to Jesus? Have you been baptized in his name? Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Hey, they've not all believed. They've not all obeyed. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? Then faith, listen now, faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me say this. I want to get somewhere with this. The fact is, Jesus was teaching that not everybody's going to receive this teaching. Listen, I'm going to tell you this is the hardest thing for me to accept even when I'm preaching this right now. I'm not saying I like it. It's just right. Because I want to see everybody saved. It's not the goal of a sower to throw seed and have any bit of it eaten by birds. I'm going to do everything I can not to... Not to sow bird food, but to sow something that's going to bring forth good fruit. It's not the farmer's desire to have anything lost. It just is. Amen. I don't like what this truth of it, but the truth is that, that not all that hear the Word of God are going to end up as mature Christians. I want to be one. I can't control whether you are. There's nothing I can do about that. I can be faithful. I can pray. I can warn you. I can plead with you. I can, I can continue to sow that seed, but you have to make that choice. Amen. And Jesus told them, if you read this chapter, we really want to get somewhere, but for the sake of time, you read it. I'm not going to take anything out of context. But they came back to him and said, why are you even speaking in parables? And he didn't say, I'm just taking these these complicated truths and trying to simplify them so everybody can understand is not what he said. In fact, he said the exact opposite of that. He said, this is for people that really want to dig in. This is not for a religious crowd who's closing their ears. They're saying, I went to church. I heard something good. I've seen it, but they don't really see. They're not really, it's not really getting in their hearts. There's a difference and God's going to sort that out. Amen. God's going to sort that out. There's going to be a lot of people in church that had ears, but they didn't hear. Eyes to see, but they didn't really see. Hearing the same things, seeing the same things. Amen. Hearts that have been shut off. Been so filled up with what's important to them, what they think is more valuable than the kingdom of God. But I'll tell you, God's doing all He can to see people saved. Don't you think one thing other than that, that God, it's not His will that any perish. But he's not going to force anybody. 
Amen. If you're comfortable with a religious experience, a shallow experience, an experience that does not produce maturity and fruit in you, God's not going to force you. But he'll, he'll give you everything you need. And he tells them the parable. He said, this is for you. Who? The ones that came back and said, we want this. But I don't think I get it. Amen? That had to be humbling, right? I mean, Jesus, we, we really think there's more going on here than meets the eye. I, I really think there's something deeper here that we're escaping. And, and we like farming as much as the next guy. Trust me, I'm not saying you didn't do a good job. But is there more to this that we should understand? And he said, I, this is for you. It's not for the casual listener. Amen. If you did not notice, he didn't give us a comic book. Amen. This is going to take some, some time. Say, that doesn't hardly seem fair. Did you ever, somebody was talking about being married. Praise God. A few, I think, during the testimony. You think getting to know somebody of the opposite sex is simple? It's not, it's not simple. Amen. We've been married 35 years. I'm still trying to figure it out. Amen. Nothing against her. She's, she's got the harder job of it. I'll be the first to admit it. Amen. Well, praise God. It's just the truth of it. To really get close to somebody who speaks a completely different language, apparently. Uh, you know, thinks completely different, looks at things completely different. Amen. To, to learn that is, is not just so easy. That's why we have so much lust in, in, in TV, movies, internet, pornography. Because, you know, we don't have to think about it. Amen. You don't have to work at it. Amen. It's just fake and, and shallow and, and flesh. It's not getting to know somebody. Amen. It's not digging in and having a relationship. And that's what, it, that's what God said. You're my bride. Amen. I'm your bridegroom. Hallelujah. So it's going to take somebody that's going to say, you know what? I know this isn't always just the easiest thing, but I'm, it's valuable to me. Hallelujah. So when we look at this, back in Matthew 13, we look at the seed. And uh, remember now, we, I want you all to just consider a, a view from the good ground. Because when we're living for God and loving God and serving God, and here we are in church again, and there comes the seed. It's being sown, right? And some of us are just saying, God, I need more of it. God, I'm I'm producing some fruit, and I might not be producing as much as somebody else around me, but that's okay. I just want to do everything I can do. And maybe, maybe this year coming up, if you give me another year, I'll produce more. But God, just keep working on me. And see it, I love it. I want more of it. Uh, I'm not satisfied with it. Thank God for people that come to the church with a relationship with God, but they can still be challenged. They can still be taught. They can still grow in what their understanding is. They're not taking anything away from what you had before, but now you're saying, God, I want to dig in a little bit more. Amen. But while you're doing that, your goal is seeing God's kingdom grow. Amen. See, the mature people, they're, they're, they, you're in. You're good. Amen. I'm not saying you get casual. Amen. I'm not saying you get careless. But I am saying you're, you're looking at, hey, well, how about some victories? How about revival? How about souls? How about somebody at the altar praying in repentance? How about somebody, oh, let's fill the baptistry again. Amen. Somebody needs a Holy Ghost. Somebody, we, I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. Amen. And you're looking at that. That's your heart because you're mature. 
you know that's what it's about. It's not about you just trying your best not to backslide again today. Oh, I'm, I'm so worried I might fall away today. No, that's not maturity. Maturity says it's time to work and labor and look for the payday. Amen. To see God, to see something productive in the church. To see us put a dent in what the devil's doing in our community. To see somebody pulled away from alcoholism. To see somebody out of the bar and in a church. To see somebody out of the drunk hole and at an altar. Amen. To see marriages put back together. Amen. To see young people given hope. Amen. Forget about depression. I love God filled with the Holy Ghost. That's your heart. God bless you. God bless you. That's your heart. But as a seed is being sown, sometimes... Depending on where you're, you're sitting, sometimes you see that some of it falls by the wayside. The Bible says in Matthew thirteen nineteen, when one heareth the word of the kingdom. Did you get that? So that means somehow we got them to church. Right? They're in a place where the seed is being sown into their life. So they hear the word. Maybe you invited them. Maybe you were praying, somebody else invited, but you were praying that they would come. Maybe when you saw them walk through the door, you were one of the crowd that said, Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I hope you, I hope you enjoy this. I'm praying for you. And the whole service, you're saying, God, touch them. God, touch them. Amen. Because you don't have to get all distracted in yourself. You're part of the team now. You're part of the work of God. Amen. God, work in them. God help them. Amen. God, and, and you, you're, you're a part of this. You're invested in this now. Amen. They hear the word of the kingdom, but they don't understand it. It's not because the preacher was using big words. It's not because something happened they didn't get. It's because, well, if you read it, it talks about their eyes they have closed. See, God will... God will how many times you've seen it, I've seen it, people come to church and we don't even hardly know anything about them, but the Holy Ghost got their number and starts, starts dealing with them. And, amen. And then somebody else just, well, it's not really my thing, you know. I want to get home and get to watching the game or something, you know. It just falls on that hard-packed earth. Their hearts aren't softened to it. They're not ready for this. They're not really. They Somehow, maybe they felt a little pressured to come to church. Maybe they came because some whatever reason it might be. Sometimes people come to church for the wrong reason and find Jesus anyway. Amen. But we're watching from the good ground. Somebody we prayed for. Somebody we're excited about seeing them. Somebody, you'll see them walk through the door. And, hey, there's, a, there's a, uh, somebody that's going to be a Christian. There's somebody that's got a potential of being a child of God. And you're excited for them already. But the Bible says, if their hearts aren't going to be softened, and that's our choice. Amen? That's our choice to soften our heart. It's our choice to let God in. Amen? Sometimes you've been conditioned by a long, hard road to harden your heart. Maybe that's been your coping mechanism for a long time. But when you come in the presence of God, He'll make a way for you to have, have the seed be able to get down in there. Amen. They came to church. That doesn't happen a lot some, in these days. That's exciting. But they're just not listening. 
They're like those ones that Jesus talked about. They had ears, but they didn't really hear. Amen. They had, they had eyes, but they didn't really see it. Their hearts were on other things. And the Bible says the enemy just comes and, like the birds, snatch it away. Amen. A lot of different ways the enemy can snatch away what we heard. A lot of different things that can happen. Just get your mind on other things or feel like maybe somebody's coming at you and, and when it's the Spirit of God trying to prick your heart. A lot of different ways the enemy can just take you from realizing God's trying to talk to you. God's trying to deal with you. But if you from the, the good ground, that, that hurts nonetheless. You sit back and say, oh, that would have helped you so much if you just would have really heard what God was saying. You get past the preacher, get past the people, get past all the, that maybe is different or uncomfortable for you. And just let the Spirit of God talk to you. The Bible goes on and talks about that stony ground. Verse 20 of Matthew 13. He that receives seed is stony places. Same as he that heareth the word and anon, or immediately with joy received it. There's a little bit more excitement. Not just somebody coming in and trying to get out as quick as possible. Amen. Not, uh, not just somebody coming in and saying, oh, I'm so glad you're here. It was different. <laughs> kind of trying to back up a little bit while you're shaking their hand and but this is somebody who says, I love this. I like what I feel. I, I like that. Was, I needed that. That was that. He's talking to me and I felt something in there. And wow, it's just amazing. And we're, oh, thank you, God. That's so great. Not only that, he says he he heard the heard the word and immediately or non with joy received it. Yet hath not rooted himself, but doeth for a while. So there was even a little bit of growth, a little bit of change. Something sprung up, it says in one place, that there, there was some, some difference. There was something that showed that something was getting into their hearts. This kind of comes against the whole idea that you can just say a sinner's prayer and, and now it's, it's it. No, there's some enduring to do. There's a life to live. You can get it in your heart and still just dry up, blow away. Because sometimes people come in and, oh, just, I felt God. Oh, you should feel God. Amen. I felt God. I, I felt His presence. I felt the anointing. I felt, I felt the love of God. I saw all these things are happening in me. And I, wanna, I feel like I'm a part of something. I, I've always looked for a family. I've always looked for an identity of, of people. That, and that's what you can find in God. All the, the mess that you were around, all the people that pulled you down and brought the worst out in you. Now you got Christians, children of God, loving you and there for you, helping you get back up when you fall down. But I think it's already been said here today, if not this morning, tonight as well, that our roots have to get down into something a lot deeper than just our feelings. I love what I felt today. I've been doing this for a while, and I feel as good or better than I've ever felt. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not discounting feelings, but I got something that holds on and pulls up moisture and nutrients from my, amen, when things are, are not feeling the way they ought to be feeling. That I can touch God even when everything's against me. I can feel God and get God's strength even when it seems like things are going wrong. Amen. 
I got some roots down into something. I know why I believe. I got a purpose. I know why I came to God. I know why I'm living for God. And it's not just based on my feelings today. You say, well, if I'm not this, then why should I even bother? What? Are you lost your mind? You're not even first step of the way if all you've got is a feeling. You need something. You need a, the why. You need the purpose of the Word of God in your life. And it's so hard when you know God's purpose and God's plan and God's power. It just takes you through those times. Make you stronger. You've been through some battles. You're not bitter. Amen. I said, you're not bitter. You're just thanking God for victory after victory after victory. Looking at God, how, how God taught you and strengthened you. Amen. You just keep growing and you're there to help somebody else. Hey, don't give up. Hey, don't give up. It's going to be all right. Get in the Word. Get in the presence of God. Keep praying. Reach out for help if you need it. It's there for you. But if you don't have any root in yourself, you can endure for a while. But tribulation, persecution ariseth. Sometimes your family gets mad at you and they start trying to tear it down. Sometimes friends say, are you going to be like that now? Somebody says it's just a phase you're going through. Amen? And they are offended. They stumble, the Bible says, because they didn't have any root. We try to make it very clear that as exciting as it is to just be a part of what's going on and to feel that fellowship, you need root in yourself. Preacher can't save you. Your relationship with the pastor can't save you. Amen. Your relationship, hey, there's help and there's strength in this church, but you have to have some roots. That doesn't mean you can go off and do your own thing. You and Jesus have your own thing going on. Uh-uh. Amen. We need one another. Amen. We need one another. But listen, you got to get this in you for yourself. You have to have a walk with God. You can't just be when it's good, everything's fine and you're excited, things go wrong. And all of a sudden you're you're just back the way you were, just depressed and discouraged. No, you've got to have some roots that know how to get strength and help even in dry times. It's more than a feeling. It's more than a feeling, but you need to recognize from the good ground, oh, I had so much hope. I got excited about that. Just looked like they were they were growing just like I remember when I was growing like that. And we don't it's not up to us to judge. You know, I wish they'd pay attention to the word a little bit better, but that's all right. They'll be fine. We're gonna pray. Oh, I wish they'd be more kingdom minded and get less worried about everything that's going on in this world, you know? Wish they'd get more into their war, the Word of God and excited about that and less excited about all the YouTube and, and all the trends and all the, the fluff that's out there calling itself Christian. Amen. All the things going on. I just wish they'd get more excited about loving Jesus, but it'll be all right. But then when they dry up and, and, and start getting weaker and weaker in a trial, when you say, you can make this. You can make this. I'm praying for you. Come on. Let us pray. Just why didn't you ask for prayer? We could have prayed through this. I'm telling you, God's good even in the battle. But sometimes people don't. And it's hard when you're looking from the good ground. Amen? Verse 22. It talks about receiving the seed in the thorns. Somebody hears the word. The Bible is obviously they... they 
they seem to grow. And in fact, it seems like maybe they're growing a little bit more than the last one. But listen, it says the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Let me read to you in Luke 8. I think there's something here that is a parallel verse that adds a little bit more to it. It says, he that sell... He that which fell among the thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Again, we see this idea that when God saved us, that was just the beginning. There was something in the heart of the Master, of the Lord. Amen? It's not the preacher's idea what he expects. It's God that has given the seed to the sower that says, this isn't just for you to get so far and get comfortable. Somebody said something about being lukewarm tonight. It's something that I've got a plan for that seed to grow in you. Amen? There's no farmer. Listen now. There's no farmer that looks out in the field and says, I planted all those corn plants because I think corn leaves are pretty. Look at how pretty those thousands, all the hours of labor and all the financial burden of the seed that was planted out in that field. What a beautiful crop of leafy corn stalks. They want ears of corn. They want it to produce for every kernel of corn. They want ears upon ears. That's what the gospel can do in you. It can produce in you somebody that is uh, that is causing blessing and, and and seeing Jesus being just put forth in this world and seeing blessing after blessing in your life, being productive. But the Bible says the cares of this world, Amen. Covetousness. Everybody needs. You know, the Bible talks about if you don't work, you don't eat. You need to produce, you know, provide for your family and all these things. But we're not materialistic. So when money gets more important than the kingdom of heaven, you've missed it. God will bless you. God's blessed. I tell you, you start living for God. God's going to start meeting needs. God, God's, but, but not so that you can get materialistic. So that you can be a blessing to others. Amen. Cares of this world. Worries. And Pleasure this li- pleasures of this life. We, we're all about having a good time. Praise the Lord. I'm having a better time in my life than the world ever gave me. Yeah. Amen. I, I look at the, the fun, so-called, that, that the world offers. And I say, wow, I'm doing better than that. I don't need to somehow change my emotional state or change my personality so I can kind of forget about my troubles and have a good time. Not even a little. I just just loving God, Amen. Well, praise God. But the Bible says you get so far, but you never really get to that place where you've grown up and mature, where you're now producing, you're laboring, you're part of what God is doing, Amen. You're you're conscious of how you can be a blessing. The Bible says something chokes that out. It's hard to see people so distracted. The view from the the good ground. It's tough when you know there's, God's better than that. God's more exciting than that. Hear these testimonies. I love testimony time. I hope that you never get tired of hearing people just talk about how awesome it is to be a child of God. Because there's people here. There's people that come in and, and, and they're, 
they're, they're just seeing parts of living for God. And they're in battle sometimes. And to see that God can really take real people, not a cheesy testimony among them. Amen. Not something shallow, not something fake, but authentic people that have fought battles and are blessed. Amen. And so often we start living our lives and the devil starts putting things in our head. Starts getting us worried about how we compare to somebody else and what they have. And start looking at other people and wanting what they have. Amen. Looking at the things of this world, concerns, cares of this life, being so minded. The Bible talks about a soldier does not entangle himself in the affairs of this world. When you really have the idea, I'm not just trying to get to heaven, I'm being a child of God, being productive for the kingdom of God, you're not going to get entangled in the affairs of this world. You're not allowing yourself to get so worked up about all the things that this world provides. You just want to see God's kingdom go move forward. Some change, again, some change, but never get to a place of maturity. Can I tell you something about the thorny ground that I see today that I've never really considered before? They might still be in church. It doesn't say that they just withered away and died. they just in church and feeling good about themselves, but their minds are more on this present world. Isn't that what Paul said about Demas? He forsook me because he loved this present world. Amen. Just You can be in church and love the things of the world. You can be in church and sing the same songs everybody else is singing, but never get to a place of growing up because this world is... Well, frankly, it is your home. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Amen? When your mind is more on your status, more on your reputation, more about what people think about you, more about, and your concern is about that and not the heart of God. And how you can just plug in to being a productive member of the family of God. Amen. Your job isn't your identity. Just what you do to keep on living and God, thank God He blessed you with it. But that's not who you are. You're a child of God. Amen. Thank God for for, for how He provides for you. But that's not who you are. Who you are is a child of God. Then you and, and when your goal and your heart is the vision of the kingdom of God. But you can be in church and miss all that. You can look and say, whoo, I'm glad I'm not like that thorny ground or that stony ground. Glad I'm not like that, that uh, fallen by the wayside crowd over there. At least I'm still living. In, I'm still going to church. I'm glad you are. But if you're caught up in the cares of this world, more worried about the pleasures of this world, more care, concerned about the riches of this world than you are the kingdom of God, you're not, you're not getting where God really intended for you to get. Amen? It's time to grow up and be more like Jesus. Time to look at this and not see it from your view, but see it from God. But it can be hard. Let me get back to my, my point. It can be tough when you're in the good ground and seeing people that are just not getting it. God, why, what's it going to take to What a move of God. What a revival spirit. Why aren't they just breaking down and loving this? Why are they just riding along? But still, you can tell every time you talk to them, it's the world. It's the job. It's the things of this world. It's the problems that are going on. It's the news. It's the sports. It's the, uh, the gossip of the latest entertainment. What a waste of time. 
What's God doing? What's God doing? It's hard sometimes when you see that. It is a process, though. Let me, let me finish this up. The thing about living for God is you come into this and you become a part of the process. I can't stress this enough, and if you've ever just spent a little bit of time talking with me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, you, you might be a part of any, any place along the way in the process, but remember, it is a process. None of us are there yet. Amen. Some of you are just brand new. Some of you feel like you're just starting all over again. And, and some of us have been a long, long time, Anna. But listen, there's no shame in wherever you are. There's no shame in whatever part of the process you're in. Amen? But you have to not settle for anything less than the goal. You can't just settle for some place along the way and say, well, I'm still in church. It's okay. You got to, if you're part of the process, keep learning. Keep growing. Some of you, God has done great things and you're seeking more. Keep seeking. You, you say, I, I'm not sure why I'm not up here where, where maybe I ought to be. No, no, no. Just keep on reaching. Keep on pressing toward the mark. Don't get satisfied. Don't get settled in. Amen. You might not bear as much as someone else, but be productive. Some fell on good ground, brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. It doesn't matter where you are in the process, but your goal is, I want to bring forth fruit. I want to be productive. I want to, I want to show people the character of God. What, we, what the fruit of the Spirit is, it's now that seed that's planted in us is producing the character and nature of Jesus. Are you hearing me? Amen. When you're at your job, you're bearing good fruit. And somebody's going to see that and say, hey, that's getting my attention. That's bringing God glory. Amen. They're going to see what you have. They're going to see how awesome it is. Amen. That's going to draw people to Jesus. It should be, it should be, uh, can I say tempting to them? That they want to taste and see what God has put done in you? It ought to entice them. It ought to invite them. With the kind of fruit that you're bearing because you're conscious of that. You're mindful of it. When you're at your job, am I bringing forth fruit to God? Amen. Am I shining brightly? Are they seeing Jesus in me? In my, in, in my work ethic? In my responsibility? In my reliability? Amen. In my attitude? When everybody else has fallen apart? Do you have what Paul had? Amen. Sirs, I believe God. Amen. Fruit of the Spirit in a mature child of God isn't pulled up and plucked up when everything starts going wrong. No, that's when you shine. And I want to tell somebody here just at the end of this in Galatians 6, 9. You don't have to turn to it. I think most of us will probably quote it. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Sometimes you see that wayside. Sometimes you see that stony ground. Sometimes you see those thorns. Don't be weary in well-doing. In due season, we shall reap. We shall reap. God's working through you. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Don't get weary. Let God work through you. Yeah, but I really put my heart into helping somebody. And, and, and I'm just so disappointed. Keep on loving God. Keep on being available for God. You put them in God's hands. Your labor is not in vain. As many as 
As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know a lot has been said tonight, a lot of teaching in this rich portion of Scripture. And if God's challenged you and God has dealt with you, then please, please receive that. I really feel a burden for somebody that's been faithful and somebody that's really got their heart into seeing God work in a greater measure. You feel the hour we're in. You see the evidence that God's, God's moving in a great way. And you want nothing more than just to be a part of that in the, because you are a mature child of God. Hallelujah. But sometimes it's tough for you because there's so much bad ground. There's so many that are... The Bible tells us in this last day there would be a great falling away. I hate that. But I'm so thankful for faithful brothers and sisters. So thankful for faithful men and women that are growing up in God. That are available to be a strength, a help, a blessing. Sometimes you poured your heart out only to be hurt. Jesus understands. Oh, yes, He does. More than any of us could. You've done your best to be a blessing and a help, and it seems like the enemy's trying to tell you you're wasting your time and don't put yourself out there anymore. I want to tell you the devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. Be not weary in well-doing is what the Word says. For in due season you will reap. God's taken your testimony. God's taken your walk and using it to be an example to others. To be a light to others. Don't, don't, don't slow down. Don't allow the enemy to discourage you. Hold your head up and keep on loving God. Jesus is coming soon. We're going to stand before Him. And I want to hear, well done, don't you? I want to know that I'm good and faithful servants. How about you? Oh, hallelujah. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But we got to be about our Father's business. we got to be working. we got to be laboring. Don't slow down. Don't give up. Keep laboring. It's not in vain. Come on, let's find a place to pray. Oh, in Jesus' name. Lord, prepare me. In Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, prepare me. Ah, yes. hearts. Put your word in our hearts, God. Lord, help us more than ever before, Lord, more than ever before, Lord, to be every bit of what you paid for us to be. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. you, Jesus. that need to see the fruit of the Spirit. There's people around you that need a witness that Jesus is alive. There's people around you that need to, to feel that power of God that you're carrying around. Lord, I ask you right now in Jesus' name that each one, Lord, would recognize that you called us to a life to glorify you, God, to magnify you, Lord, to be a laborer, to bring forth good fruit, God. Help us, I pray. Help us, Lord, and somebody here today feeling the discouragement, feeling the, the hurt, Lord, of seeing those that have walked away, seeing those that have, have not continued on, Lord. I pray you encourage and strengthen that brother, that sister, Lord, and help us never to, to grow weary in well-doing. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand. Let's just lift our hands to heaven. God, thank you. Thank you for your presence here tonight. Thank you for your help. 
Lord, I know the enemy's fighting, but God, we are on the winning side, Lord. You have worked in us in such a beautiful way, and Lord, there's others that need what we have, God. Continue to work, continue to work through us, God. We make ourselves available to you, Lord. Lord, help us to lay aside every distraction, lay aside everything that would hinder, lay aside every weight. Lord, just to let you work in us more than ever before. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence here tonight. Go with us, Lord, I pray. Keep us safe as we travel. And God, shine your light, I pray, through us. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We ask it all in your great name. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Amen. Give God the glory. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Yes, we give you all the praise. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you.